Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. every week when we first started the church, near 19 years ago now, uh, in Cutler Drive School Hall in the Housing Commission area, we started up, and uh, there's a lot of great stories to tell about that. Um, we moved into the Wyong High School, uh, I think about two, three years after that, and, uh, and again, great days in the Wyong High School. Um, we saw this land, by faith, there was only a few of us, we said, God wants us to have our own home, our own church. That's what I did when I got married, straight away. This thing happened to me. I went straight out of the 70s, just seeking my own stuff and my own self-pleasurable lifestyle. And literally when I got married in 84, I did an about face and this heritage came out of me. And it was through my generations, I believe, where I believe that something came to the forebear where I knew I had to be a provider and a protector and I had to be responsible and I had to get my own family in their own church. I mean, get my family in their own house. I took that and we did. Literally, I think it was about three months it took us by a miracle that um, God got my family into its first house at St. John's Park in Sydney. I took that same testimony, that same miracle story I think I brought it into the life of the church. So when I stood up as the pastor of the church, I said, church, we're not going to be in a dusty school hall forever. We're going to be the head, not the tail. Amen. We're going to be in our own building one day. And that began a dramatic story of navigating all the circumstances that come against every one of us but the testimony of our God prevailing and meeting our needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. So I want to give a, a teaching message for about 10 minutes about what I'm believing that our church will experience shortly, but what you will experience in your giving. Can I commend everyone? Uh, the bookkeeper tells me that our giving is going up. We have good people joining our church. Um, they're committing their not just their tithes, but their time, their talent, their treasure, meaning they're serving the house, they're giving their, their, their treasure, but they're turning up and giving us their time in prayer and connect groups. And So I want to say this at the start of this message, that the church don't do fundraising. We don't bake cakes and sell them out on the road. We don't knit tapestries and sell them to raise money. We go to the biblical principles of the Word of God that says God owns the world and everything in it. The world and all who live in it are His. Amen? So the, we don't talk about fundraising. We talk about stewardship. We actually believe that God owns everything, including the clothes on our back including our family, our children, are His. 
this property, this building is obviously His. Amen. We are privileged to live the life with what we have and in turn we honor Him ultimately with our life by getting saved. But then the challenge, the crisis of faith is to say, God, I honor you in supporting you with your gospel, with your church to see people rescued, saved, set free. I give you my tithe, that's for ministry, but then I give you my offerings. And the offerings are our love offerings towards that which we commit to. Some of us give to compassion. Some of us give to other worthy causes. But the offerings are certainly what C3 Tugra believe in, in giving to vision builders. We're starting a church in Nairobi with Jamie and Garth. A lot of people are giving their offerings to them for that great work. So the offerings are really above and beyond the tithe. This is an amazing thing, what Christians do. But it can only be done by the power of the Spirit and in grace. It's faith meeting grace, amen? It's faith meeting grace and enabling you to give extravagantly and even to believe such things. I'm really believing through the generosity of our giving that, that we're on the brink of something wonderful. And that includes you. That includes you. For all the faithful givers and for the ones who are maybe been struggling in that, this will encourage you. But if you are giving to God, you are in partnership with God. This is what one of my mentors says. I read and take instruction and um, one of my mentors, I just, I've condensed this little teaching and it's talking about forget not his benefits and that's the theme of our, of our message this month. Forget not his benefits. Here's a statement. Many rely upon their own abilities instead of the supernatural power of God. Just understand this, folks. Preaching is about changing mindsets. They believe you have to hear something four times for it to sink in and even to have its effect of changing your mind. So understand, when you come to church, you are expected to be challenged especially to know God, love God, but also to honor Him with a principled life. Do you understand that? So this, some of this will be a little bit challenging. So just have a little gulp at the start and get ready. Many rely, and also how we give. How do we do that? Oh, people are already up there giving already. On your, on your chair are the envelopes. You can start filling those out right now. And then by the time I'm finished, you'll know the amount to put on it. That's how you can give, by debit card, credit card. Also, the other thing, 60% of the church give online. If you have given, be a part of the, of the spirit of the occasion. Tick that and say, I've already given. That's an awesome thing to do. What, what we do in this church, we let you go up because hardly anyone carries cash anymore. We let you go up to the FPOS machine and you can use that FPOS machine once I'm done. Is that good news? Did I get all that done? Online giving, checks, obviously, and we don't, you know, I know we make fun of checks that we don't see many checks anymore, but we don't make fun of any checks. We've had some substantial checks and we definitely do not laugh at those checks. 
and because our young generation, when they do the giving message, they laugh at such things that someone would give a check. Who gives checks? Well, there are people who still do. Many rely upon their own abilities instead of the supernatural power of God. The spirit of self-sufficiency, and that's the point of this message, the spirit of self-sufficiency is a deadly trap. Statement, millions do not pursue him in the in their secret place. They are confident, self-reliant, self-reliant, and even arrogant. They need nobody. The principle is, if it is to be, it's up to me. Men are especially like that, amen? Now, of course, at first glance, this looks great. It's a wonderful philosophy, but, and of course it does. It shows a willingness to be responsible. It re- reveals boldness and strength. We commend you. But God will not let you succeed alone. I said, but God will not let you succeed alone. In his system, you will fail without a total dependency upon him. He will see to it. Hang on, what are you, what are you saying? God rewards humility. 1 Samuel 15, 17 says, Samuel said, this is the prophet saying to, who was it? King Saul. Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? So this is when Saul started out. He was humble, but all of a sudden he got a big head and he thought he didn't need God. The Lord anointed you king of Israel, Samuel said. So the prophet Samuel showed King Saul how he had deteriorated from his humble spirit, from his humble beginnings, and he's relinquished that. Now he's all he's, he's allowed to pride to rise up. The old nature of Adam is still within us. It craves self-sufficiency, a separation from God. Can I say this? It may appear wonderful and humble that you do not need nor pursue the participation of God in your financial harvest, but it is folly, stupid, and tragic. It will take more, can I just say this, and, I'm, and I know this for a fact, because I used to be the overtime king, and I used to work every day that was afforded me, and I went through a season like that. It will take more but than hard work for an uncommon, say uncommon, as opposed to common, I'm talking about an uncommon harvest and a financial breakthrough. It will require more than overtime, grit, brawn, even the world's smarts. It's going to take more than that. And I'm pleading with men, men that can really get themselves all, maybe you've started late and you know you need a house. Maybe you've you've lost a lot of years and you're trying to redeem those years by doing crazy stuff, working too hard and An an uncommon harvest requires an uncommon provider. Seemingly, God allows allows us to stay on struggle street, allowing crisis after crisis until we discover that. Psalm 119, verse 71, it was good for me. So what did I just say? He allows us to stay on struggle street. He allows us to be taught the lessons of doing hard yards until we obviously get with the program of knowing that he is our provider. Psalm 119, 71 says, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. And of course, our hard work, all our efforts are wonderful seeds. What what, do you say then? Seeds. Because the Bible says, 
in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. It's a wonderful principle and, it, and it's true. Everything you sow, every word, every gesture, every action, every dollar you sow has a reciprocal action from heaven to you. Do you understand that? Seed time and harvest. But never be so foolish as to pursue a harvest that doesn't require the supernatural invention of an uncommon provider, your Jehovah Jireh. Father, right now we're just praying that, Lord, that as we participate with you, as we believe in you, that we would see uncommon harvests for this church to build more of its facilities, to do more in the marketplace, to do more in the schools, to do, to do more in the nations even. Nothing you could ever produce for yourself will satisfy the, the eternity part of you. The invisible you requires an invisible God. The impure part of you requires a pure God. The untaught part of you requires a mentor and teacher, especially the Holy Spirit. Many forfeit a financial harvest because they see themselves as their own source of blessing. The pride of Nebuchadnezzar almost destroyed him. He too, he too became self-reliant and said about himself in Daniel 4.30, he said, it's, it's not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. God responded so quickly, as you can see in Daniel 4.33, immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from people and ate grass like the ox. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. Whoa, that's pretty dramatic, isn't it? It's dangerous and tragic. It's dangerous and a tragic thing to believe that you're your own God. You are not the only person involved in the miracle cycle of financial harvest. God is your true source. In fact, self-sufficiency is another radical statement. In fact, self-sufficiency infuriates God. He will not let you forget it. Revelation 3.17. You say, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white and clothes to wear. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. God monitors, in fact, every conversation that reveals self-worship. Luke 12, 18. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down all my barns and build bigger ones. And there I'll store all my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up in many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Jesus warned in Luke 12, 21, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. I don't know if you saw the news this morning, 49-year-old 
I don't know, he's an entrepreneur associated with Google and that. He's on holidays and boom. And the whole tech world is grieving because he was a bit of a guru, I guess, entrepreneurial guy. But 49, my God, he didn't know. So when we ignore and neglect God's cause of the gospel in his church community and our stewardship of time, talent, treasure, it's immaturity or disobedience to say the least. We can understand the world neglecting God's church and cause because he really believes, the, the unsaved, the worldly, he really believes that God has nothing to do with his financial harvest or even general welfare. He's confident of his abilities, his ability to make progress in a busy world, but he doesn't realize he is one heartbeat away from meeting God. Hebrews 9.27 appointed under man to die once, once only, and then the judgment. His prayerlessness, his stewardship of his life is proof of his ignorance. He trusts his own abilities. He has excluded God rather than, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. So I guess that's one valuable, valid reason why people don't receive a harvest. Deuteronomy 8.10 says, When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied and when you build fine houses and settle down and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will not, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Folks, this morning, let's recognize the importance of God in our financial world. Let's be addicted to the presence of God. Let's be dependent upon his counsel. And I'm sure this church, I'm sure my family, your family, I'm sure you, sir, madam, young family, I'm sure you will experience the breakthrough that you don't so desperately need. Of course, I want everyone in this church to have their own home. Of course, I want everyone to be prosperous. This is the heart of God. If we have any such... If our salvation means anything, of course we want to see people blessed. We don't want to see them on struggle street. And we certainly don't want to see them separated from the supernatural power of God to bless you and your business. The enemy is wily. When you're not in covenant with God, he comes to meddle. And, and the Bible says in Haggai, you put your finances in your pocket and it's like holes in your pocket. You go, is this all I've got left? Man, I haven't got any left for God. I haven't got left for anyone. But when you're in covenant with God, and I know this to be true, you've got more than enough. You've got more than enough. He's the God. He's El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. We're the richest nation on the planet. Please don't cry poor. We are so blessed. There's only 3% of people living on the planet like us. No, no, I'm down in the... No, 
they tell me, the experts tell me, we are part of 3% that live like this. We certainly are rich. We are certainly blessed. Please don't hold back from God. Don't withhold. Please allow the supernatural power of God to invade your financial world, to multiply that which you receive. To, 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 the Bible says in Deuteronomy, when you give your tithe, the rest of it becomes holy unto the Lord. The mighty right hand of God comes upon that and actually multiplies it and it's able to go spread out into all areas of life. When you hold it to yourself, it's just that miserable amount that you may have without, with no anointing on it, no grace on it, no supernatural power of God to do what you want to do in life. So Father, right now we need a breakthrough in this church. We are believing for a supernatural harvest. I said all that to the heart of this church. You don't understand. I'm saying it to you but I'm saying it to the soul of this church. Church, you have given extravagantly. 19 years you've been sowing and plowing. And I believe it's time this year for a supernatural harvest. I believe it's time to start building again for the sake of our children who are stuck in this building this morning because the tents got blown down in the storm. I am believing with faith. I'm believing as the father of this house that we will have our children in the, in the best facilities. Would you believe with me, men? Men who provide and build and want their families in, in shelter and in a place where it's well looked after. Air conditioning. I want air conditioning. What about you? See, God has a household. I used to say, finally, I'd say, God has two garbage. C3 Tugra has two garbage bins, or four really, and God owns them. Who's going to put them out? See, that's a different prospect. I'll put them out. Are they God's? I'll put them out. All of a sudden, everyone's fighting to put the garbage bins out. But when it's on, I don't know whose it is. I don't know who this place belongs to. Who cares? But our, our Christian life has far much more responsibility. And our finances belong to the Lord. Right now, as you prepare to give, Father in heaven, I know, you, I know you've challenged us this morning. I know people may be even offended. But Lord, you don't talk about raising funds. You talk about stewardship. You say all our finances belong to you. And we have, we have the privilege to dole it out, to give it to what you stir me up to give to. Father, help me not be hardened of heart to not be a giver of my time, talent, treasure. I pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, help me be generous by the power of your Holy Spirit. Anoint me right now as I prepare to give in the house of God for the cause of Christ, for the salvation of many. Thank you for the privilege of life, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of what I have. But Lord, it all belongs unto you. The world is his and all that's in it Everything is His. Lord, I give back to you what is rightfully yours this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.
Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.